0: Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about Netflix.
1: If we did this episode a few years ago, I might have said the streaming giant, but they've kind of taken a fall recently.
0: They have, but I still see them as like the big boys. Obviously, there's so many. We'll get to some eventually, but you know, Disney Plus, Hulu, Showtime, Paramount, Peacock, HBO Max. Who knows? There's so many of them, but Netflix seems to be still the biggest. It's the one that gets the most hate, but somehow everyone still has access to it. But yeah, Netflix. I mean, I don't know if you remember, Netflix was not necessarily a streaming service. It was more of a DVD ordering service <laughs> that killed a blockbuster. This is also probably why a lot of us hated in the back of our head ended the life of a beautiful business. And can't hate business model that was moving with the times and did you ever have netflix that early with the dvds only and shit
1: definitely remember having the red envelopes and my parents even kept that going for a while after the streaming had become the main thing partially because on those discs they would often have stuff not available on streaming but you could still get it so you couldn't necessarily find every single movie under the sun but you could find a lot more there So that was part of the advantage of that. But yeah, I mean, that early time of it was only the disc with that red envelope and had the little title and description on it. And then they just transitioned into streaming almost full on.
0: I remember the one that got it was my stepmom. I was living with my parents, my dad and my stepmom at the time. And yeah, you know, being the nice person she is, she gave me access to it. And (laughs) your boy used to put all his movies first. I used to be nice every now and then, you know, like. I think we had like the two DVD pack because Netflix has always had like tiers, you know, like you had the cheapest, like one DVD at a time or, mm-hmm. you know, for a little bit more, you can have two or three. I will explain it like if you guys didn't know about it, but you'd have a queue where you create a list of all the movies you're trying to see and you could rank them like the ones you want first or second, third. Obviously, you create the order. And If you're sharing an account with other people and everyone has their movies, you can kind of manage what you want to get first. And, you know, do you want to see Batman or Sweet Home Alabama, (laughs) the love story, uh, which was kind of the case in my household so yeah i would i was kind of like the manager of the netflix account (laughs) oh yeah any movies i got you i'll set it up and then i'll send
1: it's like kev we haven't gotten our movie in a
0: couple weeks now it's like oh oh yeah i'll check uh
1: check in on that
0: i was reading yeah like usps (laughs) is like struggling with the the shipments (laughs) and i I have like two dvds in my room just like waiting for me Um, that shit would happen all the time there's like a nostalgia to that like that It wasn't long-lived, but I actually do remember it. I remember it being a thing. And, like, it's exciting. It's almost like getting a package in the mail. You you know that feeling? You order shoes, clothes, a t-shirt. That DVD, man, that, just to use an example, that Batman Begins, you know, like, just came in. It's it's movie night. Let's watch a movie. It's a cool little feeling. I don't even know how long that went for, but I would say for sure, like, two or three years. where That was, like, Mm -hmm. the way.
1: Yeah, and like I said, for me, my parents even kept it a little longer than most, so definitely stayed in my mind as something as well, and at that point became, like, supplemental to the streaming, so it'd be, like, something in addition that you were trying to find that you couldn't, but I definitely, in general, am in favor of the streaming transition, even though, like, Blockbuster, which we're gonna have a separate episode on at some point as well, for sure has a nostalgia to it, too. But as someone who is very picky and very moody about what they choose to watch at a given time, I really like the freedom and flexibility of just deciding in the moment if I do or don't want to watch something. And we're not going to go into a whole pros and cons on streaming because that has its cons too. You know, like you could just scroll for hours and never find anything you want and so forth. But yeah, just bringing it back to Netflix, that was a huge thing for them and they kind of brought in the whole streaming era and ushered it in a big way where it just became the main thing and now we're seeing more and more companies especially in recent years finally launch their own services and so forth because part of it too is Netflix before they were making their own content they just had everyone else's and gave it a platform to watch and gave like a new life to shows like The Office or whatever that found a different audience there or at least it gave the ability to easily rewatch and stuff too for
0: people i mean i was part of that wave i feel like that was my transition into like the digital streaming world and it was like when yeah netflix bought or got the rights to the office and i became a fan of the office and that was like the thing like just watch the office on netflix and obviously it wasn't just me. It was probably 200 million other people that did the same thing. Cause that was like a movement almost like everyone was on it. So yeah, it was almost like a smart business plan for them. Like they were getting the shows people wanted to see or the classics people wanted to watch or rewatch. Yeah. Almost like
1: how certain channels like TBS would run reruns of certain shows like Seinfeld or something. But in this case, you're making it on demand. Like you can just watch whenever.
0: Yeah. And at the time for pretty cheap obviously the prices have changed and people shit on it for the prices going up and up over the years you know inflation hits everything but yeah at the time it was like six or seven bucks or some shit to do that if you had like streaming only which is pretty cheap to watch an unlimited amount of shows or your favorite show
1: yeah and obviously they had this with movies too they would collect them from different sources and stuff and then at some point, I don't remember when exactly, but they started to get into originals and making their own stuff. And I feel like Netflix over the years has gotten a lot of shit for the kind of quality level of what they were making for the originals. To me, I kind of always saw it as, and this became like more clear with time, but as they were trying to make stuff for just a bunch of different types of people. So it's not necessarily always going to be something you like, but They'll make so much stuff that you'll find the things that you do. And I felt like the things that were of interest to me that they were making were good quality and they had a good run for a while. I do think, whether partially due to the pandemic or other stuff, that that slowed down. I think even before that, it was starting to. But there's a period where there were shows I was watching and I was like waiting for the next season. And I mean, that's a whole other thing too, because they've canceled a lot of shows after just the first season without giving it a real chance and they don't give numbers to the creators and et cetera, et cetera. but I mean they've had a strong group of originals I think to this point that now is I wouldn't say there's nothing in sight but it's like they're kind of holding on to dear life at this point at least in terms of stuff that I find of interest to watch from them and I'm not really sure what the future holds for them in that way.
0: I briefly mentioned about how like they had the perfect business model. It's almost like the decisions they made after weren't the best. And it is true. Like you said, it seemed like they were trying to please every crowd started creating originals, which one is expensive or funding. I don't know how that works again, but.
1: But they also don't have to pay for the rights. Like that's part of it that they own the content.
0: Yeah, they like own the content, but. Again, when you're kind of this powerhouse and you're trying to build this thing where like everyone loves a little thing of everything, you kind of like spread yourself out too thin. And I think that's what happened because they started getting into like reality TV. There's a bunch of Netflix original reality shows, docu-series, just literally name it, movies, like everything. They were trying to do everything and not just for like one genre they were kind of getting into like multiple genres and obviously some more successful than others but it was almost like they wanted more of like the quantity and like the quality was hit or miss which kind of sucks it's almost like if netflix would have gotten married with a24 we probably would have loved it (laughs) but that wasn't the case Uh, not everything is good as everything that comes from a24 seems to be but yeah there's like a little bit of everything for everyone and even if you find that one or two things for everyone that everyone would like let's say i only like one or two netflix shows you could only get so many of those a year or maybe one you know for one week Mm -hmm. out of the year which is where it kind of starts declining because you're not feeding necessarily what i like the whole year round i think that's one of the negatives for it easily a con just because again you're spreading yourself out too thin
1: And that can kind of happen in general when you just try too much to please everyone where you kind of lose focus and not saying that they should become super niche or anything like there's streaming platforms like Shudder that, you know, that's just focused on horror and thriller type stuff. Not saying Netflix should be that but there is definitely something you lose when you just are branching out so much, you just can't possibly be good at all of it.
0: Yeah. Like for example, I guess what I was trying to say is like just to use them as an example. A twenty four, they like focus on the quality, right? Like mm-hmm. this is good. Netflix kind of threw that out of the way. At least it seems to me where it wasn't necessarily of like is this good. It's more like we kind of need this because we're Netflix and we need to put something up this week. Boom, here it is. You saw that a lot with like some of the contracts they did. I mean i don't know how many fucking sandler movies or whatever which <laughs> yeah. i mean shout out the man sandler i mean we like him we love him we like his classics a lot but it seemed like they were just trying to push content out because they needed mm-hmm. something new like they needed that that homepage to refresh with a new poster you know and not necessarily because it was gonna be critically acclaimed or whatever not that those are the only good things but you get the point and that's I would say like a little bit of the beginning of the end when it comes to Netflix and like how people felt about it.
1: Yeah I mean even going off that too when they were chasing more of that critical acclaim or award season wins like there were a bunch of Oscar bait movies where they basically just threw money at a successful director who has that kind of Mm -hmm. you know legacy like for Scorsese with the Irishman or for a marriage story with Noah Baumbach or for Roma with Quaron or recently for Power the Dog with Jane Campion like these are things where they were clearly trying to win awards and bring this like authenticity or cultural recognition because they're working with these auteur director filmmakers but at least on the awards end they got a bunch of nominations over the years but they've never won in that way and Possibly because Hollywood is just annoyed at them for, you know, changing the whole system of streaming versus movies and even TV, et cetera. But I don't know. Now they're saying, too, like they're not going to be doing that anymore just because it hasn't worked out and et cetera. And don't seem to have a really clear vision in general of like where they're headed.
0: Right now, in terms of like me, I'm looking for something to watch. I'll say two to three years ago, the first place I would go to was Netflix. And now I even go to YouTube before I do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like if I'm just looking for the content, looking for something to watch, Netflix isn't it and it hasn't been for a while and that truly sucks now, it's become more of a destination. Something drops and you know it's there, like one of the originals, then I'll go to that. Lately, the one that we all know and love stranger things new season came out what was that season four Mm -hmm. yeah probably their most successful probably what brings them the most money
1: yeah i think stranger things is their probably biggest show all time and for sure at the very least it's like one of the few big shows that they're holding on to that still has like a cultural relevancy and even with how they spaced out the season was saving the last two episodes for a separate release in another month like I feel like that was for sure a ploy just to hang on to subscribers and you could tell they're trying to just milk this for all it's worth I mean I don't think it even needed a fifth season like it already has felt kind of dragged out in the fourth but it's like too big to fail for them at this point like they're relying on that to bring in people Mm -hmm. and they've had some other shows like Squid Game was a hit and Ozark I know is popular but like the amount of big shows they've had has really gone down a lot so they're kind of relying on these few and I feel like it used to be a bit more even and they had other stuff going on and like you were saying like I also don't really go there to look for content anymore going for the new Stranger Things season was the first time I had watched something on there in a minute don't really remember before that what it was. And it is disappointing because they used to be a bit more reliable for at least once in a while putting out something that you'd enjoy. Their back catalog of shows and movies just doesn't really have any interest for me at this point either. I do think a big pro for them is that they have probably the best design interface just on a smaller detail level. But what's the point of a great interface if the content isn't there for you to (laughs) want to go watch you know
0: I completely agree and I mean I would like to add (laughs) probably my biggest pro at least when the whole streaming thing was coming up thing I liked the most was that you can binge everything was out at Mm -hmm. once and probably more than any of the other things we've talked about this is probably one of their biggest falls just in terms of like keeping that window of like everyone talking about a show you know for a week or two or the problem with netflix is if you drop everything at once and everyone watches it in two or three days everyone's just gonna talk about it for a week instead of even if it's an eight episode drop instead of it being eight weeks you're only talking about it for one week right That shit's gonna hurt you if you're talking about numbers and social media and how you know how shit works now just tiktoks and twitter and all that If all the hype is in one week, that's gonna suck for you, and it's probably one of their big problems and part of their fall. But it's one of the things I like the most about it. I think we've briefly talked about it, I was like, yeah, I love that shit about it. Like I'm a binger, if a new show that I really like comes out, I'm gonna watch as many episodes as I can in one day or in one sitting. Although that has changed in the last year or two, like the way I watch things is different. Still kind of binge, but I binge different. I'll watch maybe one or two at a time instead of half a season at a time. Kind of toning it down a little bit. but But it's like you
1: still know the option is there to watch the next one whenever you want.
0: Exactly. And there's like a chance that they take a step back on that. Obviously one of the more successful one for fucking decades now, HBO, in terms of releasing shows and movies and their original content and just to compare it to something say game of thrones like that shit was like a phenomenon like for weeks at a time just because of that you're releasing every week every sunday it was like everyone was gonna tune in and netflix doesn't have that even with stranger things maybe that first night or two
1: no yeah for sure and even more recently with like euphoria it was the same thing like every week it was Mm -hmm, a big mm -hmm. hype discussion around that specific episode and even what you were saying too of like if everyone just watches it all at once when it comes out With the conversation there there could also be no conversation because you don't know when other people are watching you don't want to spoil and people are getting to it at different times so when you have the weekly episodes it is a hundred percent way better for just like dialogue and conversation because people want to keep up weekly and have that convo but I do agree though that I like having the next one available to watch but I don't know I, I do also appreciate or like the conversation that can happen around a weekly release
0: no, that is true. Like, this weird, like, antiquated model of TV is still the quote-unquote right way to do it in terms of, yeah, just keeping the hype and how people view it and just keeping the attention of everyone for an extended amount of time. It's, like, the right way to do it. And I can't believe I'm saying this here, but I wouldn't mind or wouldn't be surprised if they take a step back and, like, change that up, mm-hmm. even if it's to... I don't think that'll make them successful. Obviously, it will take a few steps. But if that's one of the steps that Netflix takes in order to, I don't know, change their game plan a little bit, can be mad at it just because we see that that's what's successful. That might be something that they actually need to do to get back even on par with HBO. Even though, let's say HBO has less numbers in terms of just people watching shows, I'm pretty sure they have more loyal fans or subscribers. And that's kind of what Netflix should be going for.
1: That even makes me think of another thing, too, in terms of with HBO, like you said, they've been around as a general company creator, whatever, for decades now and have established a voice and style to their shows. HBO Max, the streaming platform itself is newer, but it's been insane just the amount of growth they've had in the past year plus. And I think they've overtaken Netflix at this point as the best streamer they have better original programming more consistent on that too and they get good other shows and movies as well like I've been watching the Studio Ghibli movies through there they have the whole collection like just a bunch of stuff and also even you mentioned A24 I saw that in August they're getting a ton of A24 movies added on so that could become like the new home for that so It ties back to like HBO, they're still appealing to a wide amount of people, but they have something where you know kind of what you're getting when you go to them. And it's not super limited like a shutter, which I mentioned, which is very niche, but it still has something there that you trust their taste. And Netflix just feels kind of generic at this point or Mm -hmm. just like a question mark and very wide range of quality.
0: Yeah, it's like curated. Like, I mean, HBO, at least, we're super focused. They have a team that kind of knows what they want. When, again, like we mentioned it multiple times already, Netflix was kind of just anything. Like, give me anything that's well produced or has like a budget to it, obviously, so it doesn't look fucking homemade. And yeah, we're going to put it up. And on top of that, HBO looks good, too. I do agree that Netflix has one of the better interfaces just in terms of how it works, how it flows, how smooth it is. People should take notes, like, it just works efficiently and well, but um, if it should be looking at anyone, it should be looking at HBO Max, because obviously, you know, all businesses have to kind of peak and go down and all that, but I'm not wishing bad on Netflix, (laughs) I want them to succeed, I want them to keep, we need more good shit, you know, we just hope is good shit consistently, and that's kind of where they've verged off the path, really
1: yeah and i do feel like i was saying before that there was a run where i was really on board with netflix's originals and i was feeling like i was defending them (laughs) more times than not because people would just Mm -hmm. across the board shit on their original content but even just to go through a random list of ones right now so stranger things which we talked about especially those earlier seasons and then i'll just run through some others Everything Sucks, Midnight Gospel, Sex Education, The End of the Fucking World, The OA, Russian Doll, American Vandal, Lupin, Atypical, I'm Not Okay With This, Bojack Horseman, like they've had a bunch of shows that I've liked and I was definitely on board and they've just kind of lost me where Stranger Things is like one of the only shows left. There haven't been any new shows from them that have got my interest in a while so it's just kind of disappointing overall
0: yeah somewhere down the line they kind of lost me the last couple of years it's literally been stranger things i think i tuned in for you the series Mm -hmm. you the stalker you know yeah (laughs) just because just saying you is complicated or you know confusing but Mm -hmm. other than that kind of lost me and during the pandemic i kind of lost interest in a lot of shows and yeah just seeing movies tv shows all that and yeah i was out of it like when the whole world was going crazy with the tiger king shit i was already out it almost seemed like that was like a steep decline for me where i was like oh people are just watching anything and i'm not saying it was bad a lot of people enjoyed it obviously it was a fucking cultural phenomenon for a reason but i never watched it and now their business model is more like create a fuzz online for people to watch their shit instead of it actually being good i fell victim of squid games obviously that was like a whole thing and that worked that way it was literally hype online word of mouth tiktok twitter and fucking half the world watched it and that was pretty cool but kind of gets old it's kind of fast it's it's kind of like a shitty business model and again kind of sucks it's not the right way to do it at least in my opinion
1: I guess, what do you think it would take at this point for Netflix to get like back on track or back in your good graces? Or what are you looking for from them? Or do you think that's even possible for them to make that kind of a comeback at this point?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if a comeback is like possible. I mean, obviously nothing's impossible when it comes to this world All you need is good shows and good movies and people would gravitate towards it a move like the one you just said with hbo and 824 would have been something i'd say let's say if i didn't know or heard you just say that i would have said something like that like oh just fucking click with a powerhouse like A24 and bring all those films you'd bring like the film buffs your way or something like that too late now i guess for now i mean obviously those are contracts and stuff that could expire and they can eventually do it but that would have been one
1: i guess one thing too with that is it's a little bit harder for them outside of the originals to have as much stuff because like we mentioned the office or even something like parks and rec that used to be on there those are on peacock now and you know other shows are on i don't know what the fuck is on paramount plus but maybe there's (laughs) stuff on there you know like there's kind of a mix of things and also just more competitors in general i mean even apple they're kind of taking their time building it up but They've started something with Apple TV Plus. I mean, they've had a couple hit shows like Ted Lasso and whatever, but it's just in general more competition. And you mentioned TikTok even, like that's a new development in recent years as well, that taking up eyeballs, like everything that's content that's online, whatever, it's all competing for the same attention. And Netflix just has to do better if they want to compete with that can't just put out whatever and it just sticks
0: yeah it's gonna get to that point because like you said more competitors and everyone has the money like it's about who gets what and it's gonna get to the point obviously this is over who even knows a decade where they're gonna have to tone it down narrow it down they're gonna have the catalog they already have the netflix originals they own the rights to a billion things gonna have to get to that point of like curating to good taste and I know that sounds easier and what is good taste and like obviously someone or the team you create can guide you somewhere else but it's gonna take that it's gonna take them getting back to a smaller crowd and then from there literally building their way up putting out good movies putting out great shows good quality stuff it won't happen fast and it might never really happen just because of that there's too much competition
1: And all the stuff about, oh, they're cracking down on how many people can have the password to your account or all that stuff. Like, that's just making people mad. Like, why are you doing that? It's no point. It's just so frustrating and backwards to how they're
0: operating right now. Like, that's literally like a desperation for money type hunt. Yeah. Again, not that they need the money, but it's not a good look. Yeah. Like, that's one of the great things about Netflix was that one family could have the whole account. And, they're thriving off of that
1: yeah and you know how many people just leave it because it's like oh yeah it's netflix i'll just have it and then now if you crack down on that like that's not gonna work
0: no yeah it's almost like that whole thing where like you tell someone not to do something and then they don't like it and i'm gonna probably be petty like if i was paying for that shit i'd be like fuck that yeah exactly really yeah cut it out i'm only watching one show a year from your shit anyway so definitely a con in terms of just like going about it that way yeah i know it sounded like a lot of negative but it's it's almost coming from like a frustration part just because we or at least i can say it from my point of view like i was a big fan of netflix still am don't get me wrong but it's like a sad decline and there's still some space to save it but there was so much good so much potential and it's not necessarily all negative it's more like a really bad, harsh, constructive criticism, because we know Netflix is listening to this pod, you know? And we just want them to fix it. But yeah, there's a lot of good, great moments. I've watched so many fucking shows on this. Stranger Things, big fan. I would probably say it's probably the best thing Netflix has ever put out, at least in terms of, like, a Netflix original. Uh, You was great. Arrested Development, I had... Unlimited laughs on that shit, the office, even the the stuff, again, that other streaming services now own or have, but just figure something out. But yeah, I mean, if we recorded this three years ago, I probably would have gone with a solid to heavy pro. Now that's more closer to a neutral, I still go light pro because I don't see myself canceling it or not using it. I'll still go on there eventually just to see what's up. But yeah, I'd go very light pro
1: overall there's definitely a lot of positive experiences still associated with it like you said and even little details like their startup sound you know the dun dun and the animation with the colors and everything like there's still a lot of good about Netflix from the past that they've kind of built up with their brand and they have had a great run of shows that I really enjoyed watching you know some more than others but overall like a solid run for a while of shows that I would consistently like and enjoy and that's for sure kind of gone away in recent years and I do think like I said the pandemic maybe played some part of that but you've also seen other places like HBO figure out how to get it done in that time anyway and so definitely agree the rating when we first started the show would have been totally different we haven't done this episode until you know 180 in and now things have changed and I would probably go at the moment like a very light pro or I don't know like if we're looking at it over time I would still go with like a light pro maybe even decent to solid but if we're talking about just right now in 2022 or even the past couple years that period alone I would give probably a solid con just because there hasn't really been much to grab onto so can they pick it up again we'll see i don't have a lot of faith at this moment but you never know they do have the money and options to do it so we'll see i guess but for now it's not looking
0: good that wraps it up for this episode of pros and cons i'm kev you can find me at same old kev pretty much everywhere
1: and i'm jack you can find me at jack bloom summer summer with an o on everything
0: don't watch me watch tv
1: We're still open to, uh, you know, some deals if the execs are listening and want to have us create a show or something. We got you. We can bring Netflix back for you.
0: Be the podcast hub. (laughs)